BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Jordan Grace and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio uh, This is Kenny Omega, we're listening to One Nation Radio Check it out guys, these guys know what's up Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me Goodbye and good night, bang Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio I'm James Point, here with me I have Rich Lotto What's going on man? Not much, man. A lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of interesting subjects uh, to uh, discuss. And um, yeah, man, it's a big weekend. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of big. I think it was inflated with the fact that um, Dynamite was on Saturday. And like, it's still weird to see them on Saturdays. Like, I'm so accustomed to just tuning in on Wednesday and then you get the bad back of a, of a Friday, Saturday AEW stuff. It, it kind of felt like almost like a pay-per-view to me. In a way, just watching it. But um, yeah, I thought they both had. I thought both shows were, were pretty good. Um, I thought the Dynamite show was better, obviously. But um, I thought they had a good show. I heard SmackDown was a really good show, which is, you know, all you really ask for um, at the times like this. Like, um, so, you know, it seems like people at first were talking about where is the um, sense of urgency from WWE. Um, in this war and because they saw none at times on screen uh, or a creative shift or you know they thought well Vince or the company is unmoved even though they're doing everything out, off you know behind the camera to mess with AEW ever since they started running whether it was you know um, putting NXT on USA Network or um, trying to run takeovers <laughs> you know yeah. with the commercial breaks or whatever else and it didn't work and now like Similar games are happening with SmackDown for the half hour, and 
it it seems to not have worked in the way they anticipated. Um, and I guess this is where we're starting. Oh my god, <laughs> this fucking guy! Like for the folks on the podcast, um, I guess Rich will have to either make gifts or, or whatever else uh, for the for the, the video that is going to happen. I guess, but um, he he has put on I guess the stun glasses, the stun shades. Um, it appears that th- this man has a cigar, ladies and gentlemen. This man has a cigar in hand. I, I bet you won't light that bitch up. I bet you, yeah, I bet you won't. Yeah, you want to stunt? How about that? I bet you won't light it up and smoke that sickening thing. <laughs> yeah, so we might as well get into it. A uh, 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 pack has uh, officially been rolled today. Has come in. Um, <laughs> oh you know. my god. But um, yeah, man. Uh, AEW Dynamite and SmackDown uh, came out with a tie in the demo, um, 0.24. But um, the head-to-head, AEW whopped um, SmackDown, um, and it was uh, CM Punk and Matt Seidel going against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, and they actually did a, a finish in that match. I don't know if it was clean or not, but um. In other news, Ruby Soho and the Bunny went to a virtual draw with uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. My fucking God. This is absolutely embarrassing. This is um, WWE scrambling. Um, We saw everything, as you mentioned. They tried to play the the dirty tricks behind the scenes, leaking these fast national numbers. If there's something that... If there's something that I never want to see again couldn't give less of a fuck about it's fast national numbers it tells you itself it's fast it's not the correct number so like i'd rather the real one we can wait so they sent it to the fucking forbes guy they sent it to darren Ravel, who used to be represented by nick Khan. um all this other shit just wwe wins like but strangely they left out the demos they they didn't leak any of those fast nationals they knew and we saw tk uh operate on twitter like he knew what was to come and then it came essentially and this is this is just a the latest reflection of everything that's been going on at the ubs arena madison square garden arthur ash um aw being over two hundred thousand buys on the pay-per-view Chicago selling out those huge shows and when they were being competitive with or beating raw in the demo um, a couple weeks ago, like this is just absolutely uh, embarrassing for WWE and they didn't have to uh, pick this fight. Like they were the ones that chose to go 30 minutes over, which may have cost them in the end. Similarly um, to when they tried NXT and putting that on two weeks earlier and it actually backfired against them. Um, also they had, uh, they, they, they went commercial free, uh, first. So TK was like, yo, uh, if you, you, you don't want to be civil. I mean, we can do that because I can go commercial free longer than you can, which was pretty funny. Um, and I think TK strategy was to rile up his fans, um, pretty much the, the whole time because AW Rampage was already booked. Um, they added the buy-in kind of as like, you know, a free-for-all for, uh, to just to fuck with, with them and, you know, generate some excitement. But the card that was happening was happening. America's top team and Inner Circle uh, had been built up. Ruby Soho had a match and then uh, Punk Inside Al. And it was like, that wasn't no, like, killer episode or, or anything like that. That was just like, 
the regular show. And, you know, Junior Dos Santos shows up. Um, I don't know what that meant, if anything, but... Well, what I will say is I think this was the best three matches uh, top to bottom in Rampage history. Um, Like, I don't remember. I think, you know, normally that match in between in the middle is normally like a real quick squash match or something that's like goes five minutes, not really something you remember. Um, Like the week before when they had um, Lucha Bros, I believe, versus... um, uh, uh, not the pinnacle. Mass Caster and, and Anthony Bowens. What's her name again? Forgot. The acclaim. The acclaim. Like that. I think that was on. Um, I think that was on Rampage the week before, and that wasn't that impressive of a match. But um, yeah, or maybe I'm misremembering. But like, yeah, I felt like top to bottom, this was the best three, you know, three match Rampage ever. But like, that's not really saying anything because it pretty much feels like just an hour of of dynamite normally most weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, and WWE <laughs> picked this battle and chose Yo, this fight. No, stop that. Stop. No, no. We'll let you get to your point. But but first, before he got to his point, the people that are listening over podcast, Rich had this. He had a cigar in his mouth as if he was Will Smith at Independence Day. Who I think just toppled <laughs> the fucking invading army of aliens. All right, go over your point, Rich. Hey, you know what? Is this what you want to do? Is this what you'll do? You just go. You go. Okay, fine. I'll join it. I'll join in. I'll join in. I, I, thought, I thought I'd be humble, but you know, I got, I got, you know, me shall hurt, chain. but I guess I'll be humble with the chain. I'm uh, the chain so, out. So, what you want to do? Um, questions for you, Rich. Uh, uh, the the, the champagne. Yes, sir. Uh, we we could do that. You know, we can we'll get active. You know, uh, the Moscato. Um, oh, this man, this man, keep it on him. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I don't drink much, but I keep it on me. Uh, I got, I got, you know, pink Moscato. Oh, we got first time viewers in what the you, chat. Hold on. You, first you time. Go to the old shout favorite. out to DJ Dynasty. Uh, shout out to uh, Acrophobic Eagle. He's at Rich's Wildin. Indeed, Which, this man has this the one, cranberry. Yeah, and the, and yeah. The great you know, goose. I'm gonna go with this one because it's actually open. I'm gonna go with this one. I'm gonna go. With yes, this sir. One. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, man. But, uh, Please do. Yeah, this this is a this was completely avoidable. This was WWE creating a situation where they had to beat AEW's ass, and they did not. Not only did they not beat their ass, they lost head to head, and then they went to a virtual draw with this company that didn't exist two years ago. James, yeah. like they came out here and they were basically um, operating across the board at a virtual tie, except the over fifty because only old people watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I made a great mistake. I poured the, I poured the oh, okay. first. I oh, made man, a great dynasty. What's up, Miguel? How you been, bro? Yeah, man. But um, yeah, this is uh, this is quite interesting, man. Because because you know, all I hear is you know talk about the needle moving and, and all this stuff. But like you know, how much it, is how much of that is uh, Roman and how much of that is Roman being a heel? I, which how, what percent do you think is which? It doesn't matter at this point. It, it doesn't matter at this point. It mm. could be fifty fifty for for all I know. Okay, right, fair enough. But yes, you enough. know, when, when you are struggling to defeat the bunny, you know, we, we may have to reconsider. <laughs> you know, all this all this stuff, uh, Mister Tribal Chief. You know, when I think about the head of the table, you know, I think about Ruby Soho. You know, oh, yeah. that's that's who I need to think about at, at this point. Her, did you see her gift on Twitter? Yes. Yes. And she like she has the uh, the the record player and she like bumps the or the needle gets bumped onto the record. I'm like, yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. Um. 
Yeah, man. Like it was a it was a weird thing. Like because you know, anytime these numbers come out, every I'm I'm almost dreading every um like 4 p.m. on a weekday when like mm-hmm. Brian Alvarez gets those numbers of Thurston, and it's like here 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 it comes. <laughs> Every single week, good, bad, indifferent, whatever you want to call it, for either company, is about to be some shit that's on my timeline for, like, the next couple hours. And, um, like, seeing this one, I saw people... We got 10 viewers live. I saw people, bro, saying something on the lines of how come... Basically, like, they should almost, like, abolish or defund... Let's say defunct is funnier. And it also made no sense. They should defund the demo because it doesn't count everybody, right? Like, why why do people thirty? Why do people forty nine to eighteen matter more than most? And I was like, was this a problem when like when Austin was around? I don't I don't recall that being issue with with, with that that then. But whatever. Um, yeah, man. I just I just think like they overplayed their hand. They tried something. It didn't work. And they have egg on their face. And they'll go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. But so far with WWE through two years now um, of Dynamite, it feels a lot like Wally Coyote trying to chase down and, and trap the Roadrunner. And the Roadrunner keeps embarrassing them. They might just want to like move on to something else. Like, leave them boys alone. Like, like Especially because it's like, I think that if, I maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being naive, but I I feel like if, um, AEW wasn't fucked with from the beginning, over over two years ago. I don't think there's necessarily like um AEW has a need for wanting to call out Vince McMahon or the other wrestlers and and, and the WWE and all that kind of stuff. But this has become um a turf war when they don't even they're not even occupying the same space in what in a way. So. You know, it's it's become this, and like it's only going to get worse going forward. Oh yeah, um, because you know this was a great snapshot at how valuable the Fox platform has been for WWE. This has shown me, at least, that you stick these viewers, um, you stick this show that has, has SmackDown historically was always like eighty five percent of Raw, especially on cable, um, and then you pop them on network TV, and then you get that bump. And it's this this artificial inflation that's been holding them up, making it look like they they're they're hotter than they are. But it's just the well, it's just a platform. Well, you, you move them over, and it's like where do all these people go? I know that many people like didn't get cut off from mm-hmm. from the uh, from being able to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know at first that's back when Raw was the A show, SmackDown was the B show. Obviously now the the roles have reversed, so I think you know that has something to do with it. But the real main thing is they're on Fox now. Um, in House of Cards, baby. House of Cards. <laughs> I, look, I, I don't think this is a gloom and doom situation for one or the other. What I think this is more or less showing is that, like, a or um, given how the rankings from week to week on for both of these shows have gone, um, like, when it's up for negotiation time for SmackDown, they're going to get that bag again. But the thing is, really, is that, like, when Dynamite comes up next time, they're going to get the bag, too. Is it going to be the same size? I don't know, but it's going to be something comparable in a way that people are not are not going to be surprised by. And that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying like two years ago when the NXT Wednesday stuff was happening. I was like, you look at these numbers coming in. It's not about one or the other winning at that time back when NXT was actually doing numbers for damn. 
it's about like the fact that like next TV contract comes up, it's not going to be that Smack or SmackDown or Raw is going to do bad with their TV deal. Is that AEW is going to do something right. comp- in the ballpark or comparable to WWE, and it's going to shock people? And lo and behold, two years later, I'm looking writer and writer as we go. The negotiation is going to be real interesting. And uh, Miguel brought up a great point on the chat. Uh, he says he heard Talking Smack is going head to head with Rampage in two weeks. So, or no, that's going to be this week. I think. Yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be this week. Um, so WWE more trying to trying to fuck with Rampage a little bit and and counter program something on FS1. I believe they're back on Fox this week regularly. So um, I think this is uh, it's a matter of time until SmackDown. I, I hope they don't try to expand three hours. This is going to be bad for them um, because they're going to have to dump that third hour FS1. And then it's like WWE's hot shotting is going to run out very fast, especially when it goes towards like moving everything to the last hour. If they were to go to a third hour. Yep. Like uh, that's the, that's the reason why I was like, Rich, last week and I said, like, I think I don't think this is going to be something where uh, SmackDown crushes AEW. And I, I didn't say it with my full chest that I thought they were going to win, but I, I led you and told you the reason why I thought they would without actually fully on saying it. Now, I'm not going to take late credit, but the reasons were what took over. It's like, it's FS1. FS1 is smaller, uh, has smaller reach than uh, TNT does. It's the third hour of the show, and third hours always stink. Yep, yep. Um, And, like, I, I just thought that was I, I thought that was like pretty obvious, and you know I remember you mentioned at the time you, you were like they're gonna load it up, and you were right they loaded with everybody you met that you started what they loaded with Becky and Sasha and Roman and Brock, but it just didn't Tag work. Title match, street fight, uh, Finn Balor and Sami Zayn. Like, well, I mean I meant like that last th- half hour oh, is what okay, they loaded yeah, yeah. as far as them loading up, but yes they did they did advertise and apparently came through with a with a with a show that a great show, so it was like. Hey, like if this is if this is what's going to be going forward, and WWE gets off their ass and books, um, books matches that people want to see, I think that's great for the I think that's great for the wrestling fans. Um, but I, as far as like trying to shut down whatever Rampage is, I think I think that's pretty much it's cooked now. Yeah. You already know, like you can't do you can't do better than Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, and and Brock Lesnar, especially when like at least one of them is going to Raw after the brand split. Yeah, um, I think it is very interesting to look at, like, the behind-the-scenes maneuvering of all this stuff. Um, WWE's public strategy has been to downplay them as competition on uh, through the media, through the uh, investor calls, through just, like, the general sentiment. Roman Reigns coming out saying these, they're not competition and all this other stuff. And it's like, but privately, they would undermine them and then mm-hmm. sell them out to the media sell and all that. That's that's really <laughs> the reason I think Tony started, like, wilding out this last week because it was like, well, how, how is he going to fight back? He was like, y'all want to f- fuck around in private? Well, we're going to do it in public on a timeline. So, like, like you don't want to, you don't, like, we don't, we're not going to answer you there. You're going to come on in our arena if you want to answer. We'll go public with it. And, boy, this has been a, been a, a legendary trip Twitter run that just happened today. And the funny thing was, was Mookie Ghana putting out all those minute-to-minute data things in Dave Meltzer's mentions and all this other stuff that we don't normally get. Just to like 
just to add to it, I love it. I, so like, I didn't like see that said, part, but um, yeah. But what was, like, what what was anything that stuck out to you that you thought was interesting from um the I guess the minute by minute stuff? So he was saying like um like they were talking about like the effect commercial because they had commercials too or whatever. Uh, and AEW still was like tied with them through the commercials. AEW didn't run their first commercial though until like the end of the first to the end of that half hour though. Like so, you basically got like twenty five minutes commercial free, right? And, and it was like I think it was six minutes. If I'm not mistaken, and they were something and like they held or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and they were like, we'll probably know more tomorrow um, on that. So, but it it was pretty interesting. Just, just seeing all that stuff. But (laughs) um, yeah, so roll one up for the fed and uh, light it up, smoke, puff, puff, pass, however you want to do it, whatever you get into, have a drink. Uh, (laughs) But the pack is definitely in the air. Stop trying to fuck with these boys. Like, because it, it will not work. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, real quick, do you want to talk about Crown Jewel before we move over to oh AEW? Like, we got all the WWE stuff, like, right in a bundle, and then we can move on. So, uh, we got a comment from the Implications. He says, this may be your two's most humble episode yet. Like, your own personal hangman arc all paying off. We got more confidence than Hangman ever had. Yeah, we're way like, more inspired than Hangman ever was. Oh yeah, like, look at look at yeah. us. You see, you see all this. Yeah. You know, we 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 can look in the camera like <laughs> with, with no fear. We can smile at him, baby. You already know how it is. You know. Oh my god. You know, I can take the glasses off. You know, and, and show him the eyes. You know. <laughs> oh but, man. Um, yeah, man. This so is, uh, yeah. Crown well, Jewel. We yeah, Crown Jewel. Crown we got Jewel. Card, James. Yes, a show that on paper. Hold on, hold on. Before, before Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, man. So, on paper, Crown Jewel was like one of the better shows in WWE in the last few years uh, on the main roster. Um, you got Brock and Roman. Um, you have. The triple threat match between Sasha and Becky, and I almost said Bailey, and um, Bianca for the SmackDown Women's title. You have Seth versus Edge, Hell in a Cell. You have Drew McIntyre versus Big E um, for the WWE title. You have Goldberg versus Lashley in a, what, some kind of death match. What's the death match? Uh, I think it's just No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred. Okay, so yeah, death match, standard practice. Um, uh, you got my, you got, you know, the man, the man in the land, uh, man, man, sewer versus uh, a man Mustafa who cannot Ali. be beat in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, versus be, be unbeatable. Ali. Yeah, so um, yeah, they have they have a show. They have a really good show. The problem is, you look at the history of these Saudi shows, and they're never good. This this is the first card I've looked at. Where like maybe they butt the trend. They're deciding to get off their ass and have a good shows for these. Uh, to try to you know get themselves some goodwill as opposed to like having these shows no one wants to, no one wants to them to have uh, or no one or no one feels happy about them doing and then like the show also stinks on top of it they were like well let's do a good show and then we could try to flip flip the script a little bit and I you know I don't um I don't necessarily begrudge them for that uh, there's also the the final of the um uh, I forgot what it's called the Queen's Queen of the Ring what do they call it Queen's Crown Queen's Crown yeah that's also the King of the Ring finals too yeah yeah that's also gonna be a show so like. You look at it and you're like, I mean, I'd have to look back at SummerSlam to see how to compare it, but like it looks comparable. Um, obviously, SummerSlam sucked this year, 
But as far as like building up, building up towards a really big show for one of your biggest shows of the year, they absolutely did that. Um, so I don't know, man. Like it's gonna be one of those, you know, you hear the reviews and you'll see what happens. But um, like I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not in any rush to watch it or anything like that. But uh, if I hear something good about it, I'll check it out. Like I've never been, I've never shied away from uh, the Saudi shows. I've watched two of them before in full, I think. So um, yeah. If if you hear something good, we'll check it out and report back. Um, if it's trash like these Saudi shows are most have almost uh, are have always been, then they played themselves by wasting some of these you know these these storylines to go towards this show and then it still stinks. So it's on them on what they want to do. R.I.P. to uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Um, so there's a graphic that came out. It looks like they may be dropping Keith Lee's name. Uh, he might just be Bearcat Lee. So at first he was Bearcat Keith Lee, now he's Bearcat Keith Lee. He's Bearcat Lee, and on his graphic it says Bearcat Lee. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um That's so low on the on the on the scope of like WWE weird things right now. <laughs> All right. Um So what else? Spe- we got? Oh, speaking of people having weird name changes, have you heard about your boy Kanye? I did. I did. He's legally um, changed his name to Yay. Why? Yay. Um, he was. Uh, he already. And, and he cut his hair like Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki's uh, guy does better Does better line work. I'm sorry. He does. Um, or did. lines. So. Kanye. Kanye already had a. Uh, was it mononym? I think when, is it one per- when you know somebody about one name, like. Beyonce, LeBron, Madonna, Prince, you know, Rihanna, Adele. He already had one of those names. Who the fuck else is named Kanye? He's like, I just got to get rid of that, too. You know, got rid of my wife, you know, got rid of, you know, my damn common sense. So, I mean, he lost it. I mean, we may have never known him when he had that. He may have never had that, to be fair. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I just wanted to point out that like he he's still he's still out here trying to get attention. He's still out here Amazing. begging for attention. This man Amazing. dropped the album what like less than two months ago and is begging for it attention. Out of here! It is out of here already. You know, came and went. I didn't listen to a hi hat off that motherfucker. Like I, I have listened to a Kanye album since Life of Pablo, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you. He will not get me. Um what else uh, went down? Oh, before we get to uh, AW, so um, Top Dollar. Um, ah. Got to do that. Um, so he came out on Twitter uh, last week uh, and uh, he had some tweet to the effect of um, some of you guys' favorite wrestlers um, don't wear the, the cool shoes like they do in their everyday life, like they do in the ring. They're just doing it, you know, in to in the ring and then MVP tried to uh kind of reel him in and basically he was like, hey put put some names on it and then he was like well you know the competition you know and then he was like New Day like he was trying to like keep him like mm-hmm. hey young brother like don't don't do this and then but you know you think, that's, was, like, you think that's what it was you, you think he was actually trying to get him to go for the bait and actually say names I, I think kind of get him to say names to be honest I, with you I thought he was trying to get him to say names, but mm-hmm. I also, when I saw him bring up the new day, I thought he was trying to 
give them a hint like, hey, don't even do this. But um, don't don't get yourself reverse racism about the paint. Yeah, don't like just <laughs> like don't don't say something to don't say something to piss off your your mostly white uh, fan base. Pretty right? much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with so, you. Um, yeah, so after that, um, you know, I saw saw the tweet and I was like, um, those are called gimmicks. <laughs> um, like that is what it's called a gimmick. So it's something you don't do, um, you know, in your real life that you may do in the ring. Um, I don't know. I. I don't know if this is a function of me not caring about such things because I'm I'm not really a material person. I'm not a sneakerhead. Um, I'm not. I don't know. He was a you know, wrestlers. They, they wear Vans and Asics in their real life. Now I didn't know it was a crime to wear those shoes. Um, the the one thing I, I don't know. Me, somebody got to explain it to me. The one thing for me when he said the Asics line, I was like, yeah, like. If I, if I were to guess, most of the wrestlers I end up watching on a on a week to week basis, they mostly wear Asics in the ring underneath their kick pads. So I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, like, I thought it was such a like, is this this is bait thing or whatever else is like, this is fake provocative. Like, this isn't actually pushing any real buttons. This is like. I don't really think that you could say that like the shoe game is a black thing is a black culture thing. Like it, maybe it was at once upon a time. It, it actually absolutely was once upon a time, but once we get into the hype B secondary market thing, um, game's kind of done with like it, like white people wearing Jordans for decades at this point, like so 30 years, board. James, <laughs> they've been wearing, they've been wearing them for 30 yeah. years. Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, so they're stunned uh, for me. I was just like, uh, okay, like this is clearly just bait, whatever. So I'm, I, I tuned it out. Um, but then people got mad. And I was like, I can't believe this worked. <laughs> it was so, so nothing to it. Like, obviously, you know, people are going to think, Oh, he's talking about, uh, um, the young bucks. He's talking about Adam Cole, uh, or Britt Baker, or, um, I guess because, um, Bro, I feel like everybody maybe, in AEW came out with shoes on on between Friday and Saturday. Right. Yeah, and I think like, maybe he's also talking about CM Punk because he gave the shoes away to the kid, which is like, if, you, if that's what you're going at, like, that kind of sucks. Um, but for me, it was just like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I wear Nikes, I wear I wear Vans, I wear Converse's, so it was never no, it's for me, it was kind of like, who gives a fuck? Like every, people have a bunch more bunch a bunch of different pairs of shoes depending on what they're out in front of. Like from I was thinking, I was like, wait, so like, is he upset that people have like school clothes? Like, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying like, like, what are we doing? Like, no, nah, I, I don't think you're gonna be wearing your, your school shoes like when to cut the grass or take out the trash. I don't. Right. But um, they not who they say they is. Yeah, like I don't think there's some imposter fake thing because they're fucking shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like um. um yeah, like if he was talking about, um, like for example, like I don't think it's the same thing as um, Tyrone Woodley going at uh, one of the Paul brothers about like wearing Cuban links. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that is more. Uh, I think that is a, a I think that is a obvious thing uh, to do. 
but like the shoe thing is kind of like nah man game's been too far going on that one like that's like getting upset at white guys for rapping almost yeah like, playing basketball been, like the game's been too far past on that one man way too far so in retaliation or not retaliation like people were saying all type of stuff and um I didn't tell the top dollar to like uh, he, chill look he stay in your lane look i don't think given that i think that uh top dollar is, is a is a good rapper um this was clearly the fake it's clearly like the 50 cent thing like the Oh yes, like, like uh, I, mean, I knew that was coming. That's what, and that's the reason why I saw like I was like, I don't care, man. And then he, um, people got upset about it, which is like, of course. Um, and then he, you know, he made his he made his uh freestyle. His freestyle, his freestyle was good. At the end, I still didn't care because like I know what this is, and like no one's gonna get shot, and no one's gonna come to fist fights <laughs> over this. No real legitimate fist fights over this. So what am I supposed to really be interested in? You know, yeah. um, there's no legs to it. Yeah, like, like this won't he, be this he, won't he be something on, that matters a month from now. Like um, he rapped on the 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 Let Me In beat from yeah, Young Buck. Ironically, yeah, always loved that beat. Um, and but like I know why he was vague intentionally in the verse, and I think people kind of he he leaned into it and let people run with it. So I know why he's doing what he's doing. Um, but at the same time, it's like my. Go hard, like I don't know. It, like I thought it was a good verse, right? But I thought it was like a lot of like nothing that had to do with anything. I think personally, it does but more for him, I think it does more for him in the in the larger wrestling world or, or wrestling Twitter sphere than it did for him in like the WWE wrestling sphere. Like mm-hmm. I don't think him getting his buzz um, online for a few days is going to get him a push on WWE because they don't care about that. Because look what happened to Naomi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, he like, is like taking shots at AEW, which could make them very happy. Yeah, but like a lot of people take shots at, at AEW and WWE, like on the lower or otherwise, and like I don't, I don't think anyone's like car plays to change. Like, is Seth Rollins doing anything better because he shat on Will Ospreay two years ago, or he tried Seth, to shit on two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the beginning of the decline, actually. For well, him, I mean, the decline claimed when he tore his ACL in 2015, but I can't yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the the public perception of him, yeah. Like if you want to say what really killed him was like, well, they did set him. I take well, it back. They did set him up for for fucking uh, the fiend uh, yeah. at, at that uh, hell in the cell, and that Look, he ain't been never, the same since. Never forget they printed merch that had the man's man on it for him. So like that was like that was deaf. Like dude, dudes don't want to see that shit. Sorry, like I don't think women wanted to see it either. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think there's anybody. Like, I don't think there's like a particular. Um... Okay, let me phrase this. I think most people in general that watch wrestling are happy for Becky and Seth, like finding each other, and then whatever, and then the child and all that stuff. Right. Nobody wanted to see that on screen though. Right. And you know the man's man stuff and the <laughs> that They're mixed tag up. match they did yeah. like that 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 didn't help Becky at all. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like to to continue that uh, point, like I thought the, the freestyle was good overall. But you know me, I'm looking for a little bit more. You know, as a rapper, I'm looking for him to. Yeah, well, that's the real thing, right? Like he was saying, like after he got people uh, people's panties in a twist, if you will, like he's like, well, wait till I start talking about the 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 the, uh, the prison industrial uh, complex. I was like, yeah, I'd rather hear you rap about that than this because this is fucking stupid. This is worthless. This is completely <laughs> worthless. 
<laughs> yeah. So. so I'm so I'm waiting on Top Dollar to give me you know his his bars on um on the corrupt systems that uh, tie into institutional racism. Until then, like this with shoes, I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah, like I I, I missed it. You know, there are people that are into the the, the shoe stuff, but like it's, it's not my bag. So I, I really can't. You know, I I didn't know like. Like you said, I didn't know black people owned shoes. So, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't know we had that one, too. You know, we... I mean, we, we clearly did. We clearly yeah. did with, you know, the the people that are... The faces of some of these shoe lines. Obviously, like Kanye and... I'm sorry. Ye and Adidas. Uh, James Harden. Um, Kanye. Um, Louis Vuitton influence of, of Virgil. <laughs> um, the You know, Kyrie's... Durant's, Giannis's, so on and so forth, right? But people wearing it have always been mostly, like, that has never been a, a black thing entirely on, who, on what moves, what shoes, like, I was gonna say, especially on resale. Like, this is all the hype beast game. Like, I, I was going to say, James, I can't count to me brothers I've seen in Yeezys. So, um, I'll leave it there. But, um, yeah, so, like, uh, the next day, Max Caster, uh, actually, Max Caster replies to Top Dollar in the tweet to the, the freestyle. He says, you know, I wrote that, LOL, and then whatever. And then he, um, the next night at Dynamite or The Dark or whatever they were taping after it might have been a segment for the house. I don't know. He does a freestyle and he like he's rapping, but like he he clearly fucks up his verse because like the reaction I think catches him off guard. So he has to pause and wait for the beat to come back around again. And he was rapping like two bars pausing, then like two more bars pausing. And it was just like the basic of most basic things. Like, and it was just like, bro, I know you got more in you. So like, what you doing? (laughs) Like, if you're going to do this, like I suggest you step your rap game up because like, like top dollar will roast you like at, at like if you're going to display that level of skill like in people have wanted to put uh hit row against uh matt cat mass caster naturally anyway um uh, since they've come along i you know we've talked about them kind of having two different objectives here on the show yes um, but and this Max, and this was another example of it look and look it, it got a pop in the building but like no, it's not doing nothing like it's not hitting on shit um and it's ironic because these guys are i think more alike than different like they both have the biracial background um they both do these weekly freestyle series um there's a lot to say about both of them and i hope it look if, if it comes down to it and they're, they're putting out freestyles back to back i hope they like can really do it because like I and it's ironic. They're about the same age. I feel like, honestly, now this. I don't know, James. This is gonna sound. I don't want it to sound arrogant, right? But I look at Max Casser and I look at Top Dollar as different versions of myself, like <laughs> at a different stage along my journey in rap, or whatever. And do you have any more to expand on that, or like or- as far as like where? Um, I would go for like the, the the most simple thing possible, like to try to like get a rise out of somebody, like with Max Cast. Oh, shock job stuff. Okay. Yeah, and then later on, like like the top dollar stuff, like just like being deaf with the words and like really like just just ang- like the leaving no doubt era essentially. Okay. Like okay, and then 
now I, I see those guys and I'm like, man, I, I feel like I kind of relate to them both, mm-hmm. ironically, because like I'm around their, their age too. So it's like I know exactly like why they're rapping the way they rap and stuff like that. But uh, if if they're going to do it, I implore them to stop the 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 stop pussyfooting with it and go for real. I don't got time for the fake shit. Look, um, um, how do I say this? You compare Hit Row and and, and Top Dollar and the way they rap, and you compare it to what Max Caster does, and for me, and I've said this before, like. I don't know why after this happens and I see Hit Row do that cipher. Like I don't know why like Mass Caster has started coming up with a new gimmick because his is done with his finito. Like I obviously understand they're catering to two different audiences. Um but I I just couldn't be out here doing it if I am a person that cares about like being considered a real legit rapper as opposed to a gimmick. And like I'm rapping like that if I'm Max Caster compared to watching what Hit Row does, like I just wouldn't. I, it, it would just, it would destroy my ego. It just <laughs> it just would. Um, I have other things that I will say to you about what I think about Max Caster, uh, but I will say them to you off air. Um, but like he just he just feels phony to me and and inauthentic in. in uh, for lack of a better word, like I'm just gonna say untrustworthy, and I'm just gonna move on, keep it moving from there. Um, so, so, um, so what- like, it, look, and it, it, look, I could very well be wrong, but like the the his whole vibe comes off just totally like to me, just like this. So like, this, which this, way do you think Max brushes his hair? Come on, come on. What do you think? It, it, I think I, I brush. Forget that brush. <laughs> Look, everyone styles his hair is how you want to style his hair, but I look, whatever, man. Like, there's a space for all of that under the sun. Um, but I can tell you which one I relate to more, and it, it is not Mass Caster. Um, so, um, I'm thinking I'm gonna leave it at that. All I will say, I will always say to uh, Mass Caster is, if you really want to do this, you better bring it because, like, if you bring what you've been bringing, that shit will get swatted back like a Serena re- return serve, swallowed. Like, you don't want to do that. Like, the, look, the great Bart Scott once said, "Anyone can be beat, but not with that shit." But it requires him. <laughs> but it requires him. To, if he wants to win, he has to change. <laughs> if he wants to win, he has to change. So it's up to him. Yeah, that buck hunting will not do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gotta 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 figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, so AW this week they had a. Uh, a lot of stuff go down as far as um, stuff happened on Rampage and um, Dynamite. Of course, Rampage opened with had CM Punk and Matt Seidel. I think this was Punk's best match since he's been back. Uh, I think Seidel looked very good as well. Um, it, it just every week CM Punk feels like he's getting better. Um, and it's just like it's a, it's a blast to see him. Yeah, um, I have this similar sentiments. I thought that I think that Punk's getting better every week, uh, slowly but surely. And um, I thought this was a, a, a really good back and forth, fun match of 
two different uh, styles, but me- it meshed really well together. Clearly, have chemistry from years of wrestling each other over the past, and um, I, th- I really love the finish. Like Seidel was a worthy um, opponent in competition for CM Punk at this moment in time, uh, but he went for a crucifix bomb and Punk, and he made one mistake. And by going for it, and Punk caught him, hurt him up really quickly on the shoulders, and gave him the GTS, and it was over. I really like flash finishes, if you will, or you want to call it, uh, in that way. Um, I thought it told a really good story. So yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I really, I think I enjoyed this match more than I did the Darby match, and I thought that was a very good match too. Yeah, um, the Bunny took on uh, Ruby Soho, and the match of her life, the the match that that ran uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar to a draw, um, amazing. So, so it was kind of like a Rocky one. Like I just, I just want to go to them with the champs. Yep, just, 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 just need to go to distance. Sixteen years have paid off, James. Hey, I look. I've, um, I don't know if I've said it on air or off air. I don't really remember, but over the last few weeks. Uh, where, I, I've, where I've been running down to Bunny. Um, and I got to say, she shut me up this week because that I saw, I peeped it early. Like, there, this is a good match. This is a very good match. I've never seen her act like this. And I, I um, acting different. I remember, I think it was uh, Second Josh. Um, and he's like, I don't really see it. And then by the time they got to the end, he was like, okay, I, I see what you mean. No, but. She was on. She was on her shit this week, and Ruby. I think this is Ruby's best uh, match in AEW so far. Uh, so, and totally good story. I thought. I thought they worked really well together. I, I wonder if they've had uh, any any interactions before in the ring before. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, like this was this was um, this was a good one. And this is something that Ruby really needed um, because if she had a, a stinker, this could be like uh, okay, like the. You you see here the Ruby Soho music the rancid music hit it is getting less and less hot I think this is gonna keep this is keeping her afloat uh, for the time being and she's in this angle thing right now with um you know with a collection of baby faces versus Penelope and the Bunny so we'll see where this ends up uh, going but yeah. I, I like the fact that like now we're starting to get you know three concurrent storylines in women's division I do like that yeah I was gonna mention uh, Jade and Thunder Roses seem to be circling each other yeah. um and then of course Britt. As a champion, we don't know like where she's headed with it, but um, and yeah. Jay for now it seems yeah, and Jay for now, um, and then our main event, the super hot match, uh, American Top Team against Inner Circle, and this ruled. This is blast. <laughs> um, um, Dan Lambert melts the arena once again upon sight. Um, I, I think you know. You can you can have whatever problems you want with it, but like this is clearly working. Like yeah. you, like you can't watch that show and be like, oh, I just don't get, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, in that case, you might as well put these glasses on <laughs> and then black them out so you be like Ray Charles. So, but um, yeah, this was awesome. I thought Sammy was a human highlight reel. I liked yep. him and Sky's interaction. That yep. looked like it was going to be a blast whenever it happens. Um, Jericho getting in there, of course, with Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos looking like Sagat. Um, <laughs> yes. And he did awesome, I thought. Like, <laughs> no, he I was didn't... game. Okay, so I didn't say that he looked like Sagat, but I said he looks like he should be, he should get an audition to play Sagat when they have another Street Fighter movie. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, had a, he, like he was having a blast out there. Um, yep. And, you know... It's it's a weird thing with MMA rest or MMA turn wrestlers where like a lot of them um their their ground and pound and their striking seems so uh like they they pull their punches so much that it looks bad their striking at times, but um outside of that, 
He had the charisma, had the presence, uh, mugging for the camera, knew where the hard cam was. Um, he didn't even have to go to the performance center to do that. Yeah, like he was having a lot of fun. Um, this is t- this is going to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be better because like I think people are underrating or people are downplaying like what men of the year are as an act in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. But like I knew with Lambert with him, I thought like all right, that's a mouthpiece. Like I think Paige can handle talking enough, but they want to give him more, and there's nothing wrong with having more um, more more fire flame spitters. Uh, so. Um. Yeah, they're off to the races. Um. At at some point, they're going to have to get Paige Van Zant in the ring, and I wonder who is going to be who are the, who like what woman are they going to add to Inner Circle to do this? Because like Paige Van Zant got to make somebody feel some pain for uh, the, the the bullshit that uh, Jericho was saying. Like I, that. Like so, I think everything is positive with that angle and all that stuff. Uh, and that was I know that was um dynamite, but um. I did not like that part of of this whole weekend. Like, oh, uh, he got a, where Jericho recycled, he, he did his, uh, his updated, some of the Stephanie his, Man, Man stuff except for 2021. I was like, bro, leave that shit behind. Like, I'm tired. Like, I don't like these promos or like where the wrestlers slut shame um, opposition. Like, I didn't like it when Ruby said that uh, said what she said about Britt. I didn't like it when uh, Ronda said what she said about Nikki Bella. I don't, I don't, I don't like that shit. Like. It's no need. Like, dudes ain't cutting these promos for heat. Like, what? Come up with something else. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely, I, I thought the think pieces were going to go out. Um, I didn't see any, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Lazy material. Um, yep. Dated material, to say the least. But Oh, um, Rock with Lana a few years ago. That sucked, too. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that, but it should be brought up. Yeah, they... um. I think um, maybe you could do Layla Hirsch, have her in there because she's small and she can play a shooter or she's called herself a real fucking shooter before, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. Real um, ass wrestling. Yes. Yes. Real <laughs> ass wrestling. You know, John Juris, Layla Hirsch, uh, same gimmick. Is that what we're going to give? We're going to make Jeremy pop in the middle of the show while he listens back. <laughs> you know, got to oh, shout him man. out. Yeah, I guess but, so. Um, yeah, uh, Dynamite. Uh, we opened. We had uh, Malachi Black. Oh, we we talked about Rampage. We talked about Rampage. We gotta go. Yeah. Or, or we we missed the the, the buy in. We got something to buy in before we move. Yeah, we we put yeah. in the chronological order, but whatever. We're here. We're still on Friday. Yeah, and Friday. Okay. Yeah, the buy in. So the, we we had Lee Moria Eddie versus uh, Bobby Fish. I love that match. Um, it wasn't some great match or anything, but it was fun to watch two dudes like in AEW in a ring, and they're both grapplers and technical wrestlers that hit hard and stiff, and they just threw each other around and and put each other in, in submission holes, got themselves out of it. Like it's a well wrestled Matt um, Matt Banger. I really enjoy Matt Banger. I probably shouldn't call anything a Matt Banger, but it was fun. It was a fun ass match. It would have fit any. It would have fit. Well, in like 2020 um, NXT, um, Lee, I heard uh, Lee got signed. Um, yep. So thumbs up for that. I really liked him. The first time seeing him, I really liked him. Um, then later, I found out that he uh, he's out here like paying homage to uh, to former Joshis and their uh, moves. And I was like, that's cool. And, I, and it goes back to my, me saying, Rich, like if you just still like a, a Joshi fan's move set, you will be you can, you too can be able to become a great wrestler. <laughs> So my um thing I noticed about this was 
when the match started, uh-huh. no one cared about Lee Moriarty. Right. And then by the end, they cared about Lee Moriarty. Yes. So uh, that's the mark of a good wrestler. Yeah. So, and also, um, like, he's in there with Fish, and Fish is over. He's the one that's over. And by the time you get the doing chances, like, wow. Like, they certainly couldn't use that uh, over at Full Cell or the Performance Center to help get these new, these new guys that are younger over. Yeah. Definitely couldn't have done that. Yeah. Couldn't have had a veteran in there. Could give him a hard-fought match where he goes out there and shows his, you know, his, his, uh, his will to win. Definitely couldn't yeah. use that. Yeah, they had, had to get that fuck out the paint. Yeah, you know, send, them, send them packing yeah. up the road. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Joe full sale, yeah. Speaking of full sale, they had um uh, the rematch Santana Garrett and Ty Conti, and this one was short, but it was light years ahead of that last match that they did. Um, it was yeah the one that was getting gift to all hell, and then it looked like they were doing a re- rehearsal. It was the first ever match for um, NXT that ever won a quarter against Dynamite. Mm. So I think knowing how TK is and how like how sharp his mind is, he probably did this, threw that on there just to King's just Road to a little bit. Yeah. Pettiness. <laughs> um, but bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Y'all know what we're here for. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. I said it a couple weeks ago. Brian Daniel Bryan is dead. Um and long live Brian Danielson. And this is uh I I was very excited to see this match. Um it was incredibly hard hitting. It was a it just like it just felt amazing to watch. Just seeing uh just wishing that Brian Danielson would have been available since like 2017 to wrestle all of the New Japan guys and at their peak forms, um, it would have all been great. And you know he cracked the code to Suzuki because Suzuki in America sometimes is you know sometimes he comes through, sometimes he's on the aura. He was not the aura tonight. So, and I think um, this was a hell of a match. This was a G1 match, um, and it was just like. Brian Danielson's fucking great. Suzuki's great. I love wrestling. Tony Khan, thank you. Like it was just like it was like man, I I never thought I'd get to see um, Brian Danielson wrestle like this. It's like he's a fucking killer. Like he's not an underdog. He's not getting called a virgin on commentary. Um, he's not basically being told he's a B plus player. None of that. Like. He is a deep he a deep water shark and 
he laid him down with the knee. And after lots of strike exchanges, submissions, and just lots of reversals and holds and um, like that shit don't pop me normally, but when Brian Nelson does does it, it does. This is a great match. This is a great match. Um, and like watching it, like, and I'm feeling like like what I felt was watching like the Tam and Mayu match, like, well, to a lesser extent because it wasn't as brutal as a Tam Mayu match, but mm-hmm. like just watching it and just watching people just beat the crap out of each other with stiff shots is just like. When people when I hear people talk about how like they're tired of the hard hitting epic wrestling, I'm just like as opposed to what? <laughs> like you like what do people you say want? This? Wait wait till we're off air. God damn um, it. But like what do you want? Like you don't want, want to goof- they want goofiness, I guess. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um I don't know what's going on in these people's thought processes, but like <laughs> wait till we're off air. You like wait, just wait till we're off air. But um, yeah, man, like this match is awesome, really fun. Like this was this was um, Daniel Bryan is a match that he can just do on a regular basis with pretty much anyone in it. In um, just tough, stand in the middle of the paint, and and you know, let's see who's the toughest. And Suzuki is one of the toughest ever, and um. I thought this was the match in America so far uh, this year that is most exemplified what Minoru Suzuki is. Um, like, when he was eating those PKs, I'm sorry, when he was giving uh, Brian the PKs and he was trying to fight through it and power up and then he hit him with that third one He couldn't, and he tried, he never got off his back. I was like, that's what Suzuki brings. Um, and, you know, like, it, it felt good to, like, finally see him, like, let off one of those loud, cracking shots that I always talk about when he, like, throw forearm shot exchanges because, like, nothing sounds like, nothing sounds like when he hits you. Like, it just nothing else does. Nobody else hits like that. So, um, it, it was it was fun. It was really damn fun. Um, I, you know, the only, my only complaint is that it didn't go another, like, three minutes or so after, um, after the first, um, bicycle knee. But whatever. Like, it went, like, 20-something minutes. I mean, that's a that's no a four and a half, four and three quarter type thing. Like, it was a great match. It's one of the best matches I've seen. Like, this is a top. That's a, one of my ten favorite matches in AEW this year. Easy, easy. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just thinking. I was like, man, this promotion has Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki fighting in it on YouTube for free. Like, yeah. and I was just thinking about like two years ago where it was like when Dynamite just first premiered, and it's like I couldn't have like imagine this like so right um like i remember having one um during triple mania i was like two like uh like imagine if i go in the future i told 2018 me that like andrade is going to going to come out for triple mania with rick flair to fight for the mega championship versus kenny omega my brain would have exploded like <laughs> bryanson versus suzuki in an american fed that's on tnt 2018, you'd have been like, you need to get off that dust. What the fuck you? That shit ain't happen. You smoking? Like, what? Did, like, bro, like, WWE is going to smack, is going to Fox, not no uh, TNT. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <sighs> like, yeah, man. Like, so there's a lot of stuff that, like, we there's no way to foresee, but, like, I'm glad it's here because that was fun, man. That was really fun. 
Yeah, uh, we have Malachi Black and Dante Martin, uh, an opener on Dynamite. Um, and this was really good as well. Um, the Leo Rush was managing Dante Martin. He was ringside giving us uh, some some definitely some gifable content and uh, screen caps and reactions and shit. Um, so why was Leo there at ringside managing his product without giving an ounce of advice, not one damn time. I think he, he was trying to prove prove point to him. Okay. It's like, hey, right, you, like, hey, you you try to do it on your own, but you know, you need to listen to me. You know, you get your head kicked off. You know, they're trying to do it your way. Am I mistaken in thinking that this was the most that um Malachi sold in an AEW match? Because it feels that way. It felt that way when watching it. Yeah, I think wrestling Dante Martin, you have to eventually like take some shit. Because... No, no, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool that he was, you know, this is like Cody, yeah, Dante Martin, oh, I sell. Yeah, definitely. Like, I thought that was, I thought it was kind of telling. Well, it gave him the head nod after the match, and yeah. boy, that that you know that point I made last week on the show, the man's it, it felt real great. You know, it felt real great. You know, to see that in real time. Remember when Ed showed up to NXT uh, early this year to shake David Priest's hand and he had the long coat on like he was fucking Undertaker doing it for John Cena? This is the this is the way you do it now. Not that shit. Yeah. Like Edge, like, bro. Like, oh, Edge, man. Edge was thinking like he was going to challenge the NXT champion. If you don't get your ass out of here. He went face-to-face with Karrion Cross. Karrion isn't Cross that be, shit pure comedy Karrion right Cross now? Karrion be fired next week and people wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, pure comedy um, to look at some of that stuff now. Um, so, what else did we have on uh, on Dynamite? We had um, uh, uh, we had a Miro promo. I, mean, I don't know what the chronological order of it was, but um, uh, we had Miro basically saying, basically telling God, "All right, keep playing with me. <laughs> keep playing with me." Question, you know. Uh, that ruled. Like that's how um, deluded he's became. Uh, that was actually followed. Actually, let's let's get to the real thing. The big, most important thing. Hey man, Adam Page spoke for himself. Yep. And I gotta say, this was really, really good, and it touched on a lot of the things that I think um, other people have said for him or have done for him. I think a lot of the talk from um, the Dark Order has said some of the stuff uh, that he had that he said on the, during this promo, I think that, um, that vignette of him, uh, fighting for a title shot with dark order. Um, um, a couple months ago, I think, uh, that vignette about what a cowboy is. I think he touched on some, retouched on some of that and framed in his own way. Um, I really like this. Um, my question is why the fuck didn't he say any of this stuff sooner? This would have helped him out (laughs) so much more. Um, Earlier. I guess he had to. I guess he had to wait until he was actually. It was time for him to get locked into the title program to cut um, a promo in front of yeah, a live crowd. I guess. Um, like, is it? Is it? Is this actually like a a hangman thing, or is this like a top baby face in AEW thing outside of John Moxley? Because like you think back of like when Omega was in uh, was a face at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the company's history, he was doing these bullshit like. I'll give you like two minutes and not actual. I'll give you one minute and not actual promo, and I won't do it in front of a crowd. Thing like when he was doing the the, the lifting wasting in Nakazawa, it's like is this a thing that like the elite just do where they avoid doing babyface promos? Like what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I mean, Cody talked for himself. Cody ain't elite no more. That's funny. Um, 
He's the one that come on promos. Well, you know, we disagree, but you know, I'm about to hang him up with some fake retire. So like, <laughs> we've had our we've had our disagreements, been, but you know, damn, you know, no one cares. All right, come hit me with the crutch. Uh, so yep. <laughs> I should yeah. say that for we. <laughs> I was going to say that for the Cody uh, Arn Anderson thing. But yeah, man, like, I thought it was really good. And, like, this helped him a, a lot in, like, yeah, you know, um, put his title on him. Why not? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's time. A lot of people, um, like, t- liked the promo because it was a lot about believing in yourself. And I think that, that part I, with that, folks. Yeah, that part I felt was goofy. It's like, you're a pro wrestler. Like, if you have confidence in yourself or you don't, either get in the ring and fight or don't. That doesn't inspire me. Oh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think I can do it. Why should I believe in you more than, than you believe in yourself? Like, what? like, he said he kept losing and kept losing. I felt like there was something he left out, which was like his actions, but whatever. Well, uh, of course not. He's a big yeah. face. He's not going to mention the fire where he was a dick. Yeah, and, like, and self-destructed and self-destructed the situation because he didn't have enough balls and confidence to stand and self-esteem to stand up for himself. You no, know, he he left out the part where he where he fucked over the young bucks. You know, he left out the part where he was the one that got pinned and, and was collapsing right uh, in, fr- in front of Kenny. So I won't bring up none of that, but um, I, I do want to hear more about why him and Kenny don't like each other at this point. I don't know if there is even a case where they don't like each other. They, Maybe it, it's not. Is I think more of the story is that like he hates the young bucks or he dislikes the young bucks so much that like and Kenny will not uh will never um be closer friends to him than um than the young bucks bond so like they turned all of them hill to get him over and it was already working anyway by the time he got the revolution so a revolution last year so they're just running like all right let's make kenny the hill or whatever else and he plays hill better than he does babyface obviously so um this is what we're rocking with it so i don't really have much of a problem with the alignments whatever like their motivation for why his motivation for like why um, they're almost like a couple that got recently divorced and they're afraid to see each other in public and they shake each other's boots whenever they mention the other's name. They haven't really mentioned that, but eh, whatever. We're here. We're now. Yeah. Go ahead. Flip the title. Um, and, you know, we'll see, see how it goes. Um, they, uh, yeah, like, the- at this point is like, look, after that, after that, uh, Brian's in Omega match, like, Take the belt off of Omega so that I can get him. I can get a match and like, you know, with a finish, and like that can be something that's on the card and it's not, you know, for the title or whatever else. If you don't want to make Brian the send the champion or Daniel send the champion that fast, fine. Like, book the match, like make Omega lose and then he can come in and you know and do whatever with uh Daniels and they can have their feud like that's like second from the top. Yeah. Um, or what will probably end up happening is self Philly prophecy. It'll probably still be the main event. Um, I, I'm going to not touch that with a 10 foot pole. All right, let's um, do this. What? I'm just okay. going hold to. On, hold on. Malachi Black or MJF is, let's say that is the first pay-per-view opponent for, for Hangman page. Might be Mox too. Could be Mox. Okay. If it is, if it's not Mox though, if it's not Mox, it's not Moxley. We got Miro in there too. If it is not Moxley and Hangman, why should Hangman main event over uh, Brian and, and Omega? Um, if you're just talking about if it's not match Moxley, quality, quality, like the only match quality and buzz, especially given that they already had that match that people want to see a finish on, 
I think I think people are really in love with Hangman. It's a it's a love affair, and I, you know, I, I can't say that I love him that same way. Uh, like I'm not like well, I, I think mean, he's just another good wrestler. Like I feel, I, I feel like I'm accounting for all that. There's it's still not a more over thing unless John Moss is attached to it. Yeah, it's look. It's or gonna the be. A, thing. I, I think it's gonna be a rude awakening when he's not next to the elite. I. I I, I don't think it would rank. It's like he's gonna hold his own. Like that's well, he's like, gonna hold his own. For he's sure. gonna hold his I, own and be respect, have a respectable title reign, and all that kind of stuff. And he'll be a really good champion. And like this isn't necessarily have, this doesn't necessarily have to be the ace run for him. This could be like the this sets up the, the this sets up the run for when he gets it a, a second time. Then he really is the man. Mm-hmm. Like New Japan booking where they always right, have because, short because I reigns. like even if he wins the title, I still don't see him as the man personally. Right. I mean, you shouldn't. He's not even the man amongst the. Like let's say five pillars because he's really not a fourth. He's not even the fifth. But like nah, like there's two guys in front of him clearly. Yeah, that's fine. That's, um, like he has a, he has a hot he has a, the story that that has been the the story of the company for you know basically two years. Like so it's his time. And like when he wins it, he's going. He's we know he's going to have great matches. So that's not a really an issue. Um. So like is you know is me, there a little like, bit of Utami and Hangman like where you know he, he's coming off the belt he's he's grabbing the belt from like this this ace like figure in the promotion mm-hmm. and they're moving that that ace figure around to go potentially do some other stuff mm-hmm. to to where uh, he's kind of like left it having to prove himself in main event after main event main event. You know, I what? think there are a lot of p- parallels between uh, Utami winning that belt last year and potentially what Hangman can do. You know what? That's actually a good. That's actually a pretty good parallel because, like, Utami, like, if you were to fast forward on what I think Hangman could do in main events or in title matches on big shows, like, I feel like he's going to have great matches. So it's like, great, he's going to be a great champion as far as defenses, all that kind of stuff. But, like, there will be other stuff on and other wrestlers on the card that will be bigger than him at the time. And that's, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, Julia and Mayu and Tam are all bigger deals and sell more merch and, and whatnot than Utami does. Like they it'll be Punk, but, Brian, Omega, right. uh, Motley, or right. whoever. But it don't matter if he's going out here and having bangers. No one's going to care. Right. So, you know, like, it's it's okay to not make the top the top champion the biggest star in the world and then you can't, and then you can't find a way out of that. Like, the idea is to have multiple stars, not just one or two. Right. Some people, um, some people will say that like that means that like everybody's a fifth fifty mid Carter, uh, and I'll talk about that to you more later off air again. Um, that all ties into what I was talking about earlier, but yeah, um, I, I think you know, the proof's in the pudding. He, he's had the journey, put it on him, and he's gonna have some great opponent. There's some great hills for him to have matches with. Bro, so, they like, got a lot of, so like, there's a stuff. Of, there's a whole bunch of like I feel like they've done the, on the low. They load this thing up for we were like, all right, what you know. I think months ago we were asking, like, all right, he's a champion, then what? Now, I feel like those answers are way, way deeper. Got if, if there's a potential Moxie heel turn, you got Moxley. You got you got Malachi, you got MJF, you got Miro. Like, he has a he has, you know, half a year worth of really good opponents. Um, and just that. And then you throw in whatever, you know, he TV can, he stuff. Can fight he, does. A, he he can have babyface matches that against too. like yeah. you know, whoever, Brian or um, hell, like, like I, I'm gonna say it so I'm blue in the face. Um, there needs to be a Hangman and Matt Jackson match at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here's another one they should do. They should do. They should do a Darby and Page match. 
They should do a Darby. Who's really pa- the man? They should have a Darby and Page match to then set up, you know, um, Darby his track towards the AEW World Championship in the next, you know, eighteen to twenty four months. Yeah, man. Like it's um, it's pretty interesting um to see wh- how it all will play out for him. But um, we also had uh, Super Click uh, taking on Jurassic Express, uh, or excuse me. Uh, uh, taking on the Dark Order. They beat down Jurassic Express backstage. Uh, did some funny shit, but uh, they had a lightning fast match. Yep. Uh, that was just like out of this world. Silver, man. He's fucking good, man. <laughs> like, there's so many guys at AEW, and that's the reason why like, I love trios matches. Um, like, you get a chance to like... Bring my fucking bases. trios titles. Please. Yeah. Just, just do it already. Just do it already. Um, Yeah. Um, I also like the touch of you know they've already done it twice to my knowledge that I can remember they've done it twice where like pay or sorry uh, Cole has somebody in the camel clutch and then the young bus you know hit the ropes multiple times and they stop and instead of you know doing a strike or whatever else they do the they do the kiss on the cheeks for Cole well they did the reversal where like they pulled the they pulled the bucks out of the ring and then you had um yeah Silver and Reynolds like give him the kiss and he sold it he's like yeah wait what. No, nah, bro, I, I ain't with that shit, bro. Like, so yeah. it was, it, it was, a, it was one of the funniest things I've seen in a, in a minute in wrestling. Like, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match. And um, man, like, uh, at, after the match, you end up having uh, Jungle Boy came Jungle out Boy in his black out. jacket. Yeah, Jungle Boy came out there in his chair and his scowl. Yeah, like so they so that also didn't you know that added to the the Hangman. I'm not saying Hangman, but the the Jungle Boy and. and Adam Cole stuff, so like that's still percolating. So like I feel like you're doing a good touch on that. Like I wonder where we're gonna get it again. But um but yeah. Gives them gives Jungle Boy something to chase after. Yep. Um so we also had um we had Cody uh in some vignette and yeah, he was inside of the the Rhodes uh, Academy and uh Brock Anderson, Colin King, um Red Velvet. Red Velvet and Think one Lee other Johnson. person. Lee Johnson, yep. Uh, we're all like kind of taking turns, calling him Hollywood, and Red Velvet slapped him, gave us another Cody gets slapped gif. Uh, and uh, they were doing drills and all this other shit. And I don't know. It all kind of looked pretty interesting. I like the way they shot it. I, I kind of like the, the premise of it. It it felt like more Rocky Three stuff from Cody here, but um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I I feel like I know what they're doing. However, I feel like there's no substance to it. Like, or let me phrase it. I feel like the motivations of are weird. Like, if I'm Cody Rhodes, I'm not about to get abused and slapped around by by geeks. For who? For what? Like... I understand the story is you, you have gone too big for your bridge. You need to humble yourself and get back to the grind. Um, but I don't think that like Cody needs to be abused by the geeks in his team to therefore do it. And by geeks, I don't mean like him doing the drills. I mean like him getting slapped around by people. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, if this were real, would they actually be slapping him? Because he like, I don't think people are going around slapping like Bone or uh, McGregor whenever he loses a match, uh, uh, MMA fight. I just don't. I'm, I don't really. It doesn't. It doesn't grab me in that way. And got to fight big, scary sparring partners or something. Well, 
Well, they did the Apollo thing where Crews they did the thing the where he did Rocky. Oh, he did the thing where he, he was um you know multiple people he was in the ring and had to take you know um yeah. multiple office from so I'm, so so from that end that was all handled. I just didn't get the. I just did not get the sense of why do these people why are they so disgusted by him right now? I did he lost the match and he was a jerk one time and now he's and now he, like y'all need to like make it you know break him down to like piece one make him feel like this small before building him back up in an effort to actually make him feel this small in an effort to build him back up it's like uh, I, don't, I don't really think that's I think that's I think that's a wrong note. I get so, but I, I like a I, I like a few of the, a, a bit of the stuff they did, but like kind of like I don't get why these people hate him because he because he was success, successful. Uh, um, but yeah, like you know, and also I like maybe it's maybe it's us because like I don't want another Malachi Black and Cody match. Do you? I'm gonna see that in person this Saturday. But did you want to see it? Like, no. no. I, yeah. So like, it's like, nah, man, that's over. Especially after that last match. Yeah, it's like move on. Like now, it's like okay, tonight's gonna win. Fuck off. Like no one to see. No one wants. Like no one wants to see him win that match. No one does. So why yeah. even book a third one? Except Floyd. And maybe Tiffany. Sure. The the Cody the Cody super fans sure like they want him to win every match but like. The overall majority, like when he gets in the ring and his music hits, he comes out. He's gonna get booed. Then in the middle of the match, if he gets on the offense and he goes on a hot, on a on a um comeback. You're gonna boo him, and then if and when he wins, they're going to boo him. Big time. So Look, I, why I'm the fuck to, are you doing this? I'm gonna enjoy um hitting the boos when uh when Cody comes out. I've been waiting a while um to 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 do this. I haven't actually got to go to Dynamite yet. First time they came close enough to uh, Tampa, uh, I definitely booed at Double or Nothing. So you know we, we're gonna do it, it with a with a roof on the arena this time. Well, you know, well, that, well that's a little different. He was trying to tell you that Atlanta is, is post racial <laughs> at that time. That's a little, that's a little different. This is like straight, just like a flat out like as a wrestling direction. Like one person, you can like you can do so much more for if they if they either stay away or win again. And then the other one, if they lose, is like, all right, well, that hurts. That takes some steam off of something. Of something like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what Cody does, win or lose after this. What does he do other than turn heel? But then he says, "I'll never turn heel." It's like, all right, well, then, like, then what you gonna do? Holla. You, like, you, you, you gonna keep falling down the card? Yeah, kind of. That's where it is. Like, I don't know how you steer yourself out of this without like going that way. And the like, fight CM Punk. Oh God! I don't want to see Cody vs. CM Punk. Are you doing this just to spite Floyd? Like, because that's his two favorites. Like, that, that would he'll be, be like, which I, way do I, I go? Do I go? I, I do want to see Floyd pick a side. You know, I think he'll pick Cody. I think he'll pick Cody. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he'll pick Cody. Uh, I, I don't know, Floyd. If you out there, let us know who who you pick. Uh, CM Punk or Cody. Um. But, uh, yeah, besides that, you know, we had a main event with Brian Danielson and uh, Bobby Fish. It's hard hitting. I like yes. seeing Brian pull out that heel hook as an alternate finish. That shit, Loved I it. love it. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a solid match in the main event. I didn't, I didn't think it was some, like, blowaway match, but it was no. really good. No, it was a really good match. Um, yeah, really good, solid match, hard hitting, all that. Like, yeah, man, like. I feel so much better about the variety of AEW shows now with who they've brought in. Like, 
it's not, you know, you could characterize the show as being like the house style was like white guys doing lucha or just lucha in general. Um, and then you would have like, you know, people obviously stand out from that exception, like Kenny Omega, obviously. But on this card, like you had like the lucha match with the, the, the or let's say you had Young Bucks doing, you know, doing a huge indie multi-person match, right? You had um, Dante Martin and Aleister Black doing a storytelling technical wrestling bout that had some high-flying spots in it, but mostly was about story. Um, and then in the main event, you had that match is a hard-hitting technical you know, clinic, and I just like, that's the variety I want on my wrestling cards uh, from, a, from American product. So I really, um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, you know, so we, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I didn't, yeah, I, I was gonna say, we've got that, uh, the first, we, we got the brackets for the tournament, oh, yeah. and, um, so like in the right side of the bracket, we've got Daniel Bryant, or excuse me, Brian Danielson and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, the bottom part, we've got Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, left top, we've got 10 versus John Moxley. Um, bottom left, we've got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they set a little thing up in the second round of that for Moxley and Orange Cassidy when Moxley came out on the show and did a quick squash match on Willer Yuta. And like, Orange Cassidy clearly did not. And he had a. He, he, he like was, he's feeling some type of way about how uh, quickly. Uh, you'd have got dispatched. So like that, I feel that was very little, but like it was set up something for like potential. Like you'd point back to that um, in yep. a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I got a feeling they're going to be in the semifinals against each other. Yeah, um, definitely. So like a lot of people were talking about this tournament. Like you know, there's a lot of people not in the tournament. Uh, I think this is Them clearly designed. Yeah, th- this is clearly designed to get the Brian versus Mox at the yep. end. Uh, the yep. more higher profile people you put in the tournament, the more you have to beat. Right. Um, if they were trying to book the greatest tournament of all time, I think <laughs> they could have put in like your Coles, Punks, Danielsons, and sure. Um, you know, Malachi's. Malachi yeah. and fucking everybody else, right? That they yeah. have. But everyone in there has a pretty good record. Like, if we're supposed to care about those things, they all mm-hmm. have great records. Um, been on, you know, used a lot of late. And um, they've got some history, like, in pretty much every matchup, that, except the Dustin and uh, Brian, or the Dustin and Brian match. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a little interview in between roads to the top that face to face that was that was pretty interesting yeah um i'm actually gonna be there live for that match can't wait two of my favorites um that's gonna (laughs) be fun i i hope i hope gold does or excuse me dustin does the uh canadian destroyer i i want to see it i mean look man those two look those two can work i'm expect i'm expecting i'm expecting a good ass match out of them like you can always expect a good ass singles match out of Dustin Rhodes hey, until something happens. Until you know, finally done. Sorry again. There, there are two Rhodes matches I get to see on Saturday. Right? <laughs> Whose will be better? I mean, come on now. Like Dustin versus Bryan said, is going to be just a a, a normal. Is going to be a regular day in the park like wrestling match. Standard wrestling match is going to be between two great workers doing their thing. Hitting hard, looking athletic, and all that kind of stuff, and then you, and then who knows what Cody's allowed to pull out his bag for, for some foolishness for a finish to avoid losing clean. So who knows? Um, yeah. So, but either way, I, 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 to be honest with you, given what the t- first two matches were in Malachi and Cody, 
maybe the third match will be what we thought the second match was going to be going into originally before they got goofy or whatever. So maybe this might be the real match. So like, I think I think they'll both be good matches. Um, uh, Ten got his arm broke by Moxley before, squashed him one time previously hmm. um, back in the like pandemic days. Okay, um, or the empty arena days, I should say. Um, so this is a rematch of, of that, and I, I think other people are picking up on the thing. Eventually, they're going to unmask Ten like Masawa. Like I know, I know Tony's going to fucking do this at some point. I'm gonna keep saying that on the show until it happens. Clip the audio, oh however you guys want to do it. But yes, Ten will be unmasked like Masawa. It's not going to be during this tournament, but one day it will happen. Um, Hobbs and Cassidy. I, I, hold, that, on, that hold, was, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not just finna say that and just skate past it. Since when was since when was ten motherfucking uh, Tiger Mask two? <laughs> since I'm saying, since I'm when? Like, I'm saying like I thought it was gonna. Be, I thought he was gonna do it tonight at the Brody Lee tribute show or okay. whatever, but they resisted. So <laughs> okay, um, you're just saying they're doomed, but you don't think he actually like it's gonna be the kind of New York rise of superstar. No, okay, no, okay. No. Just want to make it's sure. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck you mean exactly. Nah. So okay, you just like, need the parallels of them. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. Just fair enough. Fair enough. In the middle of a match, and there's gonna be a big pop. And... Fair enough. I just need I just need to get a clarification on what yeah. exactly, exactly how how far you thought Preston is gonna take this. Look, there's, there's <laughs> he's gonna be at the top of AEW. The elite of the elite. Look, there's a lot of people at AEW I'll hit my wagon to. Sammy Guevara, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the Bucks, Darby, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ten's not one of them. You okay. know, I like okay. Ten, but, you know, I think he has, like, maybe a John Cena-type working ability potential, okay. maybe. Okay. But, like, even then, you know, there's still a lot of dudes to get through. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But. Um, I think, the I think, um. For me personally, uh, the most intriguing first round matchup is Archer versus Kingston because it, it plays off of the fact that they've hated each other's guts for like a year now. So, um, and we've never had a decisive finish either way. Actually, I did it back. We've had Archer beat his ass, but like, this would be the one where like Kingston, if you ask me, like, who would, if they were, obviously, I don't know who's choosing to sign this, but it's like, do you want to see Danielson versus Archer or Danielson versus Kingston? Um, like if you know the main event is going to be Moxie versus uh, Danielson, and like you throwing Kingston to have him, you know, get heated with, with, with Kingston to lead up to hey, that full gear give thing. Him a heel so, hook. Give him a heel ooh. hook, and look, they just gave Brian a new finish or whatever. So like he'll probably go through like beating this tall motherfucker with the heel hook, Dustin. Beating uh, maybe if it's Archer, beating another tall motherfucker with mm-hmm. the heel hook, or. He'll do it to Kingston, and Kingston will act like his leg is broken or something right. like that. So, right. um, either way, pretty intriguing matchup. Like, I that's the only one I can't call. Yeah, same here. Like, I think OC's moving on. Like, they tipped that yeah. off. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, should be interesting. But Brian Mox, here we come. And that's gonna be fun. The, the the physicality that Brian's wrestling with and like the anger that Mox is kind of you know displaying of late like he's ripe to turn like he might have to like somebody might have to take the easy way out in, in the finals you know Robert Tepper once told us there's no easy way out <laughs> but um, somebody gonna try it but uh yeah um, I guess James there's only one thing left to do so. Hit the music. (laughs) 
Yeah, so um, there were the tag league started uh, this weekend. I, um, only two matches are up. None of them are tag league matches. So I figured um, because last week didn't actually give us the brackets or not the brackets, but the layout of who's who and what teams are what. I figured we do our preview here, and then next week we'll start on the um, start on the the tournament. So, um, Rich, have you looked at these two um, blocks yet? Because it's sixteen blocks, six team blocks so six blocks um or six people six tag teams on each block have you have you recognized which is the a block and which is the b block yet have you spotted it so i i guess this is a good time to go through it on air here so um we'll start with the blue block we have momo and azumi what is their team name james momo oz uh Ah. yes they are the they are the defending uh tag lead tourney champs from last year uh they're one of the few teams that are um Actually, the only team that have done it together three years in a row in, out of this group of people. But there have been a few teams now um, on here that have been teams in Tag League previous year, which is like a touch from a different take from um, previous years where it used to be like, we'll just throw random teams together every single year um, and it doesn't matter. So I, I really like that they're having Momo and Azumi together again for a third year because they're, for my money, the best tag team in stardom. So we've also got the the Tam and the Mina. You yes, know. Dream uh, H. Dream H. Yes. Man. Do you do you know what the Dream H stands for? I do not. Okay, so Tam is the Stardom Dream. Uh, when she when she was in 2019 tag league with uh Arissa, Arissa's the shining star, so they were Dream Shine. Uh, and because because uh, Mina is the uh Gravor H Cup model. Uh, for the past two years, they have been Dream H. Shouts out to the Mina. Yeah. Uh, um, then we've got Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Yeah, Starlight Kid and Ruaka. This is um, they got to be dark something, right? I forgot what their name is, but it's uh, but it is something like that. But uh, this originally was supposed to be uh, Kid and Konami, but because of uh, Konami's uh, enteritis. Uh, she's gonna be off for she's gonna be off for basically this part of this tour uh, for tag league. So Torah is what Zach is saying. Yeah, there's a, the names are actually out there. I just don't remember that one offhand. But it was when they pulled out of the basically uh, pull out of their hat. Uh, Black Tiger Highway. Yeah, big, that's what it is. Big shouts out to my man MJ does PR in the chat. What's going on? Um, we've also got Shuri and Micah. Yes, uh, represent DDM. Yes. Uh, Obviously, they would have done the tag team champions of ALK of Julia and Shuri, but Julia is going to be gone for until maybe the end of December. Um, their team is Ponytail something. I can't remember, but it's Micah and Shuri, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be... They've given us an all-time gift already. Yes, they have. Uh, that is going to be a tough-ass... Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be a tough ass team to deal with. Obviously, you know, Micah will be eating a lot of these pins or the few pins that they do take, uh, entirely, but yeah, um, that's going to be, that's going to be a fun team. And that is like, you look at, it, that's another, you know, that is now we've mentioned three very, very good tag teams. Um, yep. next one, we've got Mayu Iwatani and Rin Katakura. Yes, uh, Rin Katakura gets to continue her, her her dreams of being around and amongst uh, Mayu Iwatani. Um, it is amazing how many people find inspiration from this woman. As, <laughs> as find as, strength. Yeah, as people keep you know leaving her left or right or, or getting taken from her. 
Um, she's you know, uh, but anyway, like this should be a that should be a fun tag team. Ren is is very good in tags, and Mayu is Mayu. So um, that is now that is a fourth um, really good tag team. Um, and then uh, then you have the rookies. Uh, you have uh, Team Full Moon, uh, Lady C and Waka. Waka's her her logo is a crescent moon, and you throw a Lady C. You put the the crescent Waka, moon and the C Waka, together. Waka, you get Waka. A, a full moon. Yes, um, they tag together uh, in the dark match of the Osaka Joe Hall show. So they will just continue their streak again, whooped by everybody on this. I was gonna say they about to get the shit beat out them. Oh yes, oh yes. Like they got, I think two points is like their best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I think too. Like if they like if, they could they could steal a win on Starlight Kid right, and Rocker. Right, but that's, these other teams, hell no, y'all you y'all finna eat these L's. Y'all finna eat defeat, and by defeat I mean boots and yeah. Asics. Asics, very, very, very good block there. Yeah. So um, uh, let's go into the red block. We've got Utami and uh, looks like Kamatani. Kamatani, yep, yep. So, uh, former tag team. team champions, Aphrodite. Um, they're gonna have good matches. I from I really don't think they have great matches ever, but they have good matches. Um, uh, they're th- they already had a title shot against Julia and Shuri. And um, to be honest with you, we still don't know what the uh what is gonna happen with the tag team titles. We don't know if they're going to um make Shuri and Julia relinquish them or if um you know the aftermath of whoever wins will eventually get their title shot. But um. Uh, but uh, they will be in the hunt until the last day, probably. Definitely, um, um, Utami and, and, and Kamatani. So yeah. Um, next so team, we, we got the big and little sisters themselves, uh, <laughs> Natsupoi and Hameka. Yes, uh, they're called Hemipoi two thousand. Or sorry, Hemipoi twenty one. Um, I didn't know there was Hemipoi uh, twenty, but or nineteen, but they went with twenty one. Um, twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. So, <laughs> yeah, um, a great tag team. I was hoping, like, obviously, you know, people came up or come up with with uh, meme names for these teams, given their history. Like, there has to be some type of Actress Girls pun to throw in at them. I haven't seen it yet, but we'll see what happens and unfolds. But like, that's gonna be another top team um, to that has a chance to win a block. Uh, so I guess we go to the next team from there. So we have. Um... We have Hazuki, and then we have Koguma. <laughs> Make yes. sure y'all clip that. Yes. But, um, um, <laughs> I, I halfway think that's the reason why you decided you wanted to start doing this on Twitch, so that people can catch you doing the Koguma Bear Pro. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this is another team that has the potential to win, um, given Hazuki's um, almost in, instant, like, hit the ground running um, um Return to stardom. Yep. Uh, she she came back and she's in. The, she was fourth from the top in um, in Osaka Joe Hall and the next pay per view, these Kawasaki Super Wars. She will be in the probably the main event or I presume in the main event. Um, the red challenge for the red belt against Utami. Um, her and uh, Kaguma. I think that was them. I think that was them reuniting. Um, after you know them not being in the ring together for I think it's six seven years, I think that was the best emotion, most emotional story, uh, or most or the best feel good moment at least in Osaka Joe Hall. I think they can carry that and actually win this uh, this tournament potentially. Um, so yeah, like uh, their their team is called um, 
Fukuoka Double Crazy. Uh, and because of Japanese translation and what double and W means, like, uh, the, the acronym is instead of, uh, FDC is FWC. So, uh, there's that. But, uh, yeah, I, I expect to see, um, good matches out of them with, um, cause Kaguma's very good at tags. Um, especially when she's tagging with Mayu and Hazuki, like, she still looks like Hazuki, like, after two years off. So, um, have high hopes. So we got our next team, a very, very respectful of this team, um, <laughs> Unagi and Mai Sakurai. <laughs> Lots of respect here, yeah, you know, uh, for the Unagi. I don't know if they're going to be like, I don't, they could be uh, pushovers in this block or they could like surprise people to finish third. I'm not sure. I, I don't think they have a chance. At, I think they'll be eliminated before um, the final night, though. I'm, I, I feel that way, but uh, yeah, um, we'll see what Unai can do when she has to be like the lead dog in a in a in a tag team. Normally, she's in there with Mina or she's in there with Tam, and she's the the person that has to do all the selling. So we'll see how she can what she do is does she do as a person that sets up gets the hot tag and all the kind Come of in, stuff. So. Do the cool moves. We'll we'll see we'll see what she she'll see how she does it. Like I think that's important for her. Now that we're at a point where like she can have good matches, where she can get a crap kicked out her, she fights back. Now let's see what happens when she is the person that has to, you know, more or less do the carrying, you know, in a way. So uh, that that will be a step. We'll see how her evolution goes as she progresses um, um, further. So um, next we've got the walking personification of Vorp and Saki Kashima. <laughs> oh my god! Um, taking on or all teaming with Death Yamasad. Uh, of course, you know I have my my cigar here. Death is about to smoke and she'll put you in a pack too. So you know. Death Squad, um, that's what they should be called because he's um, really think, here for Saki. I think this should be team upset. Like as far as like they're they're going to catch one or two of these. They're going to catch either uh, one or two of uh, the Hazuki Kaguma, uh, Utami Kamatani, Nasapoi Hameka teams with between like the team the Flash Pins. Yes, 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 exactly. Like between like. Um, Def's packages of high speed uh, roll ups and, and O'Connor rolls, and then Saki playing dead and hitting you with that fucking crucifix uh, roll up flash also, pin. Pulling out they're going to catch people. They're going to catch people. So Sh- showing you the sports section and, yeah. and then rolling you up. <laughs> uh, and then I guess we can move to the next team. But I, I, you know, I think I think they can get some upsets. I think they can get some upsets, but uh, I, I think they'll be eliminated. Uh, one of the first teams eliminated in the block. And then it looks like the Hannon twins, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, uh, this is, <clears throat> okay. So this is Hannon with Rena. Um, okay. Yeah. Rena and Hina are the Hannon twins. Um, okay. so yeah, like they put the two together. It's funny because like they're right now, there's currently only three members of star of stars. All three of them are teamed with people outside of their faction. Uh, but they do this with, with, with the sisters. So, um, like it's funny that they're doing like you know Hannah who's in Stars versus like Rena who's in Oedotai given that all they've done is had to thump over like the rights to Death and Starlight Kid over the la- like for most of the year so um, fighting over property yeah uh, but yeah they'll you know this is about just get them out there and they're gonna take some L's and I don't I think they I don't think they're getting the W any W's but it is what it is it's about them going out there getting experience so um 
I, th- I think it'll be good. Like, I think I think Hannah's going to be good. Like, I think she's already good, but I think she'll be like, I think she'll probably be the next future champion after this, and then we'll finally see like how good she is for a seventeen year old, sixteen year old. So the blue block is definitely the A block. Uh, yep. Red block is the B block for yep. sure. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and you know, like we're talking about four great teams versus against three great teams. Um, but I, I still think that like, uh, and also. This is going back to the normal traditional format of everybody in the same block face each other. Last year, they did this wonky thing where they had everybody in a block face the other block in its entirety. And I was kind of like, how do you do tiebreakers on this damn thing? I don't even remember how they handled it. But like, you know, um, this makes it a lot more easier for me to figure out what the fuss could happen in the future. Um, so this will all be done in, um, I think, by mid-November. So it's only a month. It's not going to be some two-month thing. They'll be able to get this out of the way. Um, we'll see what happens with Julia as far as um, what they do as far as if is this just for a title shot or is this for the actual titles. We'll see. Um, but um, I think it'll be a better tournament than the other two that I've seen because the other two uh, have been, you know, kind of here and there as far as tournaments where you would get, you know, a couple matches that would go off. But, like, for the most part, they were just their matches. And I got to say, like, at this point, after all of the uh, G or G one, all the Grand Prix stuff, like I'm kind of in it for um, seeing some tag action right now. Yeah, this is, um, looks like a nice low stakes tournament to watch, and uh, you can just pop it on, and you don't have to really worry about analyzing for star ratings. And I don't know, it just seems like a nice relaxed watch. I I think that um, well, at least one of these shows is going to um, happen. It's this Kawasaki uh, Super Wars pay per view on um, November third. What features some matches uh, from mm-hmm. this? So, like, I think just by having in the same way that the Grand Prix was boost by having three uh, three of the shows basically being pay per views or not basically but being pay per views, like it made them say we're gonna have to have better matches than what we normally have or whatever. I think by that factor, it'll also be better than normal years. So um, you're gonna see some, you're gonna see more four star matches. So that, that's cool. Um, I don't really. Do you have any predictions on a winner or or block winners or anything like that? Because I haven't really haven't even thought that far. Um, I'm not gonna take Momo and Azumi because mm-hmm. I feel like they're tied up in other things. Not gonna take Shuri. Not gonna take um, Mayu. I'll take Tam and uh, Mina winning the block, hmm. and then I will take. Uh, Kaguma and Huzuki, and ultimately Kaguma and Huzuki winning. Um, I'm with you on the red block entirely on Huzuki and Kaguma. Um, I'm just looking at it like uh, Kamatani has bigger fish to fry in the future, and Utami definitely has bigger fish to fry defending the, the red belt. And then you have um, Hemapoi like as the trio's champion, so they don't need they already are a version of tag team champion. They don't need another version. Um, you know, and uh, so I'll go with uh, you know, Hazuki and Kaguma for the red block. As far as the blue block, I think I think I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with Momo and Azumi to win it a second time, and I think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm shortchanging uh, Mina and, and Tam, but um, I think I think I'll go with them for a second run and 
um, maybe they be, maybe and probably become the champions this time around because like they you know um, you I'm thinking of the um, I'm thinking of the Sumo Hall show and I'm thinking of like all right um, got to fill a card are you and you know that uh, Shuri is going to be in the main event against Utami. What are you going to do with Julian if, if and when she comes back? So I'm thinking like she's going to have a belt and then not defend it. Like I think the most likely thing is it makes more sense is she has a special single spe- a special singles match with somebody. Um, and I think that if you do that, then like you have the rest of DDM and a trio's defense. And you have Momo and Azumi defending the tag titles. Because they're an excellent tag team. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overthinking and playing too much, you know, full-on long-term booker on that. But I, I just, that's kind of what I, I, I just kind of figured it like they're going to have to have something for, special for Julia when she comes back. If she comes back in time for some long. You know, um, maybe... Um uh, Hazuki can defend the real stardom against her. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always there. That is there. That is definitely there. They could do that. But yeah, man. Um, I I think that's it for the run sheet. Uh, always remember, people. Um, uh, you know, uh, put Fed in the pack and uh, smoke it. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for rocking with us uh, on the Twitch and uh, the live stream. Everybody leaving comments and all that. Awesome to have you guys. I did a uh, watch along on Twitch of Dynamite on Saturday. Went pretty well. Might do it again uh, next Saturday. So pop in uh, with your boy. Uh, besides that, uh, I think uh, Swerve put out a video of the new song called slow I produce. Um, so I believe that's going to be on their album next summer. There's a couple other tracks that should be starting to come out pretty soon. So, um, yeah, look out for that. Um, I think, uh, besides that, yeah, nothing else much on my end. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the show. Y'all thanks for listening. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. um, uh, go to our red circle and hit us up with a donation. Um, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex and pick up some official social suplex network merchandise. Um, and listen to other shows on the network besides one nation radio. You have keeping the strong style. You have the Rick and Clyde wrestling podcast wrestling show. You have grown and watch this shit. You have the great consequence podcast. I'm sorry. Rich, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you have, Trying to get clip. You, oh my you have um, uh, uh, you have uh, I mentioned the great consequences you have 8-bit suplex you have all things lead and you have great match generator thanks for listening y'all <laughs> later hack hack is going in the air <laughs> 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.